Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mmm. Good. Not perfect today. I think that has more to do with my taster than anything, because I make it the same way every day. And today, speaking of, is Thursday, December 8th. Um, have we talked about that's the last month of 2022? That 2022 is almost over? Maybe we should agree not to talk about it. Uh, this has been a low productivity year for me, word count wise. I've tried to decide what that means. Um, I know I've touched on it at various points. Certainly the resumption of travel has had a big impact on my word count. Uh, I also deliberately ratcheted down this year. Those of you who listen often will recall that I took it down to 2,000 words a day to see if that was more sustainable. Then I've tried to bring it back up again and have not yet succeeded. Um, and is it the you know presidency of SIFWA? Is that sucking up my bandwidth? It might be. Is that a bad thing? Remains to be seen, doesn't it? But, um, yeah. So anyway, here we are. Uh, I am making forward progress on the Bandits book, not alarmingly fast. <laughs> it would be nice if it was alarmingly fast. I have increased each day this week, so that's good. Um, and I am... Um, I was noticing that last week, even though I did not get as much done as I would have liked, it was still my best week since October. And I'm also reminded that even though I think I felt like I kidded myself, that's let's be honest here, just between us, I kidded myself that this was um, going to be a slam dunk to write. I think because I thought I was going to follow the movie that I'm working off of and that it was going to, um, <laughs> I don't know, write itself. <laughs> and far from it, uh, I think it's actually more difficult in some ways. I did not take into account the fact that I'm building a new world, <laughs> building a new magic system. I don't know what what the hell I was thinking. I I redacted the F bomb at the last moment there. I don't know why I thought this would be easy. Uh, also, it's hard because it's a slightly different genre. It is not it's not as strongly romance. And in fact, even though I knew I wanted to write it this way, this book is what was I thinking, people? It's basically like one big action fight chase scene. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's very fast paced. It's um, event, 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 event. And yeah, yeah, not my forte, right? Um, nobody's talking about their feelings. There's no sex so far. I mean, I know there will be, right? Because it's me. But 
Yeah. So deep cleansing breaths. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I still want to, to write it. Um, and I'm trying to reach for that sparkle idea. You know what I mean? The, the excited sparkly piece that's begging to be written, which seems to vanish immediately as soon as <laughs> you attempt to write the thing. I don't know what that is. It's like you want to, you're excited about writing everything but the thing you're actually writing. Probably because the thing you're actually writing is work. And just enjoying the sparkle of something is not. So, um, yeah, I told Agent Sarah it's not coming till January. I just realized that I should probably report that to someone who is holding me accountable. Oh, right, I've reported in to my accountability buddy that, uh, yes, that I told Agent Sarah she's not getting the book until January. Um, she was not distressed. <laughs> not even particularly surprised, I suppose. I'm definitely going to have to spend re time revising the beginning. Jennifer East Step said she would read it for me. So, so we'll just see. I'm trying to, to let it be what it is. Not, not my strong suit. But it's starting to kick in more now. Um, I'm starting to get more of a visual for the world. And I'm also considering at some point, we'll see what Agent Sarah says. I'm going to see how far I get on it between now and Christmas, which is like no time. How is there no time between now and Christmas? I, I think I'm going to try to decorate this weekend. I'm going to try to get like the long distance gifts handled. Um, people, why am I not back in Kauai with no greater concern than what time I should head down to the beach? I don't understand what happened to my life. So anyway, um, the other thing that's kind of funny is, and I just made a note of this, um, I use Google Chat to talk to a couple of people. Um, I talked to Kelly Robson on there, and I talked to uh, Assistant Kareen on there, and occasionally other people, one of the messaging modalities that I regularly use. And if you use it, you will know that Google is very big on suggesting responses. They do this on Gmail too, where they suggest, you know, do you want to just reply this? Uh, which I almost always resist, even when it is a response that would be one that I would actually use. But <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> which they're getting better at, right? Because they, they know what things I say. And so even when they suggest something like, okay, cool, I don't use it. <laughs> That's because I'm stubborn. I will no doubt eventually capitulate, and sometimes I do. But this was funny because uh, Kelly was asking me the other day about Kauai, and I was telling her about that, and I was telling her about a mutual friend of ours who was having some health issues and describing that for a while. Google started suggesting at the bottom things like, anyway, how are you? 
kid you not, people. Uh, you or yeah, what's up with you and all this? And it's like, and I told her that. I said, Google has apparently decided that I am going on about myself far too much and I need to ask about you, which I already had. I, I mean, seriously, you guys, I was, you all, I was not, I don't think I was being that bad. <laughs> it was not a one-sided conversation. And besides, she wanted to hear the things I was saying. Uh, but yes, Google decided that I was um, focusing far too much on my end of the conversation and needed to ask her. I don't know. Are we in a bad place when the uh, the AI, the algorithm, the magic brain in the box uh, starts asking us to be more human than we're being? Is that the upshot here? AI is a big thing right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the industry. If you all have been following that, uh, especially in right now, it's focused in illustration. Uh, teaching computers to create book covers or various other kinds of images. The, the big problem, legality and creativity wise, is that they are teaching the computers by feeding them proprietary work. They're doing this with books too. They're taking entire books and somebody alerted me that they had used one of my books, which is it wrong that I was flattered? <laughs> But it's easy to do because the books are digital and they feed it into the computer and the computer learns how to write a story. Uh, you know, so there's lots of wailing and gnashing of teeth on several levels. You know, one is, does this count as copyright theft? Which you can make an argument in either direction because they're not exactly stealing the work and using it to profit themselves. They're not taking my book and selling it as their own, but they are taking my book, my words, my voice, and using it to create something similar, right? Um, and of course, creators are always worried about the fact that uh, we don't make as much money as we might. Um, there was this big article by, it, Sorry, I know I'm sputtering. By Joanne Harris, famous author. She wrote Chocolat, among other things. And she's a Brit. And so she had this opinion piece in The Guardian. And it seems like The Guardian regularly runs these opinion pieces on literary publishing stuff. And they are always inflammatory. They are always extreme. And, and I understand why they're doing it, because a lot of stuff about the literary scene and publishing is probably not all that click-worthy. And so, I mean, this got shared in the Sipwa Discord, and people were debating it, and I went and read it. So, you know, they're, they're serving their purpose. They're doing what they want to do, which is get eyeballs. So... You know, I feel like we have to take these things with a grain of salt because they're saying stuff in order to get a response, right? But Joanne Harris was going on about how writers can't afford to be full-time writers anymore, how the wages have gone down, 
uh, how the industry is messed up. Um, <laughs> and she talks about how it's gone down even from like the last numbers in 2006, which was still <laughs> in 2006, the, it, it was like the median income for an author was um, still well below whatever it is, subsistence level, poverty level, or what have you, and it's gone down from that. So there's a couple things going on there. Um, her, her conclusion was is that soon um, only the elite few will be able to be full-time writers. And uh, a couple of people on the Simpler Discord were like, if it was in 2006 below poverty level, then that's been the case for a long time. It's not just now. Uh, and it, it has been, it's, that's always been the case that writing and publishing has been for the elite. Uh, one of the numbers she was citing was showing that um, people of color, marginalized people, are disproportionately hit. Um, white men still do the best. Shocker. Uh, but what's funny <laughs> about a lot of this is that they're still only looking at traditional publishing income. They're not looking at self-publishing, which is how, those of you who follow me know, I would not be able to be a full-time writer. I would not be able to support myself and David if not for the self-publishing income. Uh, and it's interesting, every time that somebody like Joanne Harris pops up, you know, I feel like it's the, um, the apatosaur wailing in the distance about how Oh, I'm not going to get very far with this metaphor because I didn't think it through. But it's like, it's like the rest of us all know that the meteor has fallen. I'm, I'm working this as I say it, so let's see how it goes. The rest of us all know that the meteor has fallen. Where the meteor fell long ago, and we're all working with the cloud cover. We've all got our banked vegetation. We've all figured out our niches in order to continue to survive. Um, some of us will be birds and pro crocodiles and will survive into the next age. And here we have Tyrannosaurus rex or the Apatosaur wailing about the fact that uh, the pickings are not as easy as they used to be. And we're all like, were the pickings ever easy? This metaphor's not terrible, right? We're going somewhere with this one. So it, it's fascinating to me whenever someone, you know, and she's a traditionally published author. And I don't know, how old is she? Okay, no, she has no excuse. She's two years older than I am. Uh, she has more books than I do, which is, you know, I'm at 62 published titles. It looks like she has 83 books on Goodreads. I'm surprised. I didn't know she had that many books. But... Has she not heard of self-publishing? Does she not have friends who self-publish? It's just, and it, it's a subject of enduring fascination to me that there are these pockets of the publishing industry on either side of the table, uh, or on the three sides of the table, author, agent, editor, um, publisher, I guess we would like editor, publisher, uh, <laughs> that there are people who still like blindly pretend that the world of self-publishing does not exist, that pretend that the vast realm of, of readership and 
money flow is happening there and not traditional publishing. And I don't, this was not the rant I intended today. These are not the joys you are looking for. So anyway, um, So that's where I'm at. I um, I'm going to head to writer copy this morning. I'm attempting to enunciate that better because the transcript always gets me with my Rocky Mountain accent. That writer copy. So, right. I don't know if I can do that better. Um, yeah. It's a, maybe it's this time of year, like ending up at the, you know, it's dark. Although I have lived in the sunshiniest place I possibly can, with the exception possibly of Kauai. Boy, that was nice to be in the tropical sunshine. Um, <laughs> I was looking up a friend yesterday, uh, looked her up on Facebook, I haven't seen her for forever. And also got a Christmas card from one of my sorority sisters, and and they were looking old, like really old. And it's I, I feel like I'm I'm here. If you're if I'm on video, it's like I'm starting to tap my eyes. It's like uh, it's funny how different people seem to age at different rates, especially now. You know, like we all aged about the same for a long time, and now that's sort of hitting these different trajectories. And somehow this is tied in in my head with the apatosaur howling in the distance about, hey, there's a meteor when everybody else has been dealing with this for years. Um, how can she be only two years older than I am and like have so little understanding of where the bulk of the writing industry uh, community is at? It's choices, right? The choices we make whether or not to keep up, right? Gotta keep up. So a rambly podcast today, many thoughts. Uh, I'm off to have more coffee. I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. Uh, yeah, would love to hear your thoughts. I will link to that article, even though I think it's dumb. How's that? <laughs> Generous of me, huh? All right. I will talk to you all tomorrow and you all take care.